you're likely to be a bit more skeptical or even if you're not skeptical, that relationship and trust building process is going to move a whole bunch slower than if you've got even the exact same person coming over with a friend, introducing them to you, right? This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. This is Scott Anthony Barlow, and you are listening to Happen to Your Career, the show that helps you figure out what work fits you by exploring other people's stories. Now we get to bring on all kinds of experts like Emily Aries, who, after needing to help herself, started her own company, Bossed Up, to help prevent career burnout. And people that are like Audrey Romanola, who ended up leaving a job that caused too much stress in her life and took too much time. She moved to a new city and found a career that used her strengths. These are all people that are just like you, only they've gone from where they are to what they really want to be doing. And today we get to talk about what you really want to be doing and more specifically how to get there. I knew I was looking for something. I could tell you exactly what I didn't want, but I had a really hard time defining what I wanted. This is Tanya. She came to HTYC looking for clarity. She needed to move forward. So that I had this great structure that I could talk to because it, it was the base of who I was with the additional piece of what I was looking for now. Listen for Tanya's story later on in the episode to learn how she used Career Change Bootcamp to help her finally figure out what fits her. It is the single best thing that I have done. Hey, I remember back in 2006, I had just been fired from a job that I really hated. It, it didn't really fit. Uh, the company didn't really sync up with my values and it was it was no good and at that same time uh, my wife and I we really only had about 10 weeks worth of money or so and so I had to make a job change really really quick but I also wanted to make sure that I was making a change to something that I enjoyed something that I wanted to be doing a place where it did align with my values and that is a whole bunch of pressure as it turns out when you've got 10 weeks worth of cash uh, total and we had a bunch of debt on top of it to boot. Yeah, lots of mistakes that uh, probably shouldn't have made, but now we've learned from. So uh, either way, one of the things that that it forced me to get really interested and really clear about really quickly was that People who love their work and people who are at jobs that fit them really well and also get very well paid, they often don't get jobs by traditional means. They, they don't. And I mean, there's a few of them, but far and wide, as, as I was forced into that situation and had to start observing and talking to people that, that were doing that, what I wanted to do. And then over the next 10 years, really digging into and studying those people that, that love their work. And then later on, and over the last five years, getting to help those people, we've observed that 
people don't get those types of opportunities. Most people don't get those types of opportunities through applying online and going to indeed.com. And then miraculously they go ahead and submit their profile and submit their resume and everything else on indeed.com. And then boom job. It doesn't happen that way at all. In fact, it's often through backdoor or non-traditional, non-conventional means. And when you're outside looking in, the funny thing is it it actually seems almost random. And it's not. It's not. It's not random. Not at all. And just like the many things that uh, that we we do, uh, we always want to take a look at how do how do these outliers do it? How do these few folks do it differently? And that's very that that very very small group of people doesn't <laughs> doesn't doesn't think in the same way about this. Uh, they, they don't think, hey, I'm going to go out and pump out 200 applications today on their favorite internet job board. So how do they do it? Well, <laughs> first of all, you've got to realize that, and we've talked about this on, on past episodes, past podcast, and we teach a whole bunch of this stuff inside Career Change Bootcamp. But many of these people, first of all, have already prioritized what they want and what they're great at. So let's, let's make the assumption that you've done that already. And, you know, we've got a whole host of resources to be able to help you get started on doing that. By the way, you can go, go to our website, uh, or you can go to figureitout.co. That's figureitout.co and sign up for our eight day course. So one of the first things in there is it helps you begin to get very clear on what your strengths and what you want are. And, uh, let's, let's assume that you've done that though. Let's assume that you already have a great idea, very intricate, clear idea of what it is that you want and can articulate incredibly well those things that you are the best at and those things that you have the potential to be best at your strengths. We're not talking about skills, but your strengths. So let's move past all that. You're already there. And after that, you know, fast forward, you've, you've got that. And instead, what I'd love to do today is talk about how you can go through some of those backdoor methods, specifically how you can connect to anyone through introductions. And we're going to talk about uh, a few different ways to do this and a few different ways to do this very effectively. This is something that we teach people to do all the time through our coaching and our boot camps. And it's something that we found to be one of the most effective ways in order to connect to anyone anywhere in the world at any time. And it I want to I want to help you understand why it works and how you can get it to work very effectively for you. I want to help you understand why we're talking about it versus any other method because I mean quite frankly we teach a lot of methods but this is one that many people can use and is so underutilized because people have a tendency to make excuses. Well, I don't have anybody in my network or I don't yeah, I don't I don't introduce very well or I don't know 15 other things, right? And instead, once you move past those excuses, this can be a very, very effective method overall. So we're going to talk about how to, how to make a slam dunk introduction. And, and I'm going to give you some examples as we go along here too. Okay. So let's, let's get right into it. Why, why an introduction in the first place? Well, we want to start with the lowest hanging fruit first. So rather than having people pick up the, pick up the phone 
cold, uh, which we've done a lot of. And actually, I've gotten many job offers from that. And many of our students have gotten job offers from that. And it's a very effective way to be able to learn um, learn about other companies. And it's also something that we, we teach people how to do inside Career Change Bootcamp and um, but it's not the only way. It's not the only way. Instead, a much often easier and lower barrier way that is faster in many cases is start out with introductions. So this really is the lowest hanging fruit. And uh, let's let's talk about why this works. Well, first of all, let's pretend you and I know each other. All right. We know each other really well. <laughs> and we're good friends. Let's just say I trust you a whole bunch, right? Okay, if you introduce me to someone else, a portion of that trust and a portion of that credibility that I already feel for you actually comes over with with that new person because it's a familiar source. And that may or may not sound strange. You've probably seen it in action, but this actually comes from a group of research that Robert Cialdini put together in his famous book, Influence, and love that book. It's a it's really great uh, understanding of a lot of the tools that, uh, that you can use in order to build relationships, build trust and credibility, and a whole bunch of other things, right? So he um, particularly talks about likability, and establishing authority. And that's where that's where introductions can come into play very, very well. There's a variety of different ways to do that. But even if you didn't know anything about the research, I bet you've seen this happen. I bet that at some point along the way, you've done something like inviting some friends over to dinner. Okay, and then maybe one of your friends brings another friend. And before, before long, you now like that person. You've got a measure of trust and you're telling stories back and forth with that person and enjoying yourself immensely. And this is a new person who just entered your life like an hour or two before, right? Now, in contrast, think about what would happen instead if you all of a sudden have somebody show up that you've never met before. They show up randomly and unannounced at your doorstep, right? And they're like, hey, what's up? Can I, can I eat dinner? <laughs> and first of all, you're, you're probably pretty likely to say no and probably pretty likely to be off put uh, because of the strange out of context request. Right. But let's let's say instead that you choose to invite them inside because maybe you are eating dinner already and maybe you're just that nice of a person. I don't know. But you're likely to be a bit more skeptical or even if you're not skeptical, that relationship and trust building process is going to move a whole bunch slower than if you've got even the exact same person coming over with a friend, introducing them to you, right? Okay. So I want, I want you to think about that, that analogy here as we go along. It's now your job when we're talking about introductions to be that friend who's brought to dinner. You want to be, you want to create the time and place. So it, it is, uh, the equivalent of being brought to dinner as a friend, right? Okay. So, and, and think about it as creating the, the space, time, place, events that allow you to enter the life of someone else in a way that increases their chances of liking you and trusting you and deeming you as, as credible, right? And as you're, as you're going to learn, <laughs> Uh, there's there's actually many different ways to make this happen, right? We we teach a whole bunch of these in, in CCB, the boot camp I was talking about. But uh, for today, I want to specifically focus on the email introduction. 
And, and this can actually also be used as a, as a LinkedIn introduction too. They're pretty transferable. But let's assume that you already have the basics for the introduction. Somebody you know knows somebody else that you want to know, right? Okay, well, here's, here's how to actually request an introduction. Um, and I suppose you could do this in person too, right? You know, if, you, if you're in person, you can simply say, hey, are you willing to introduce me to Tim over at Google? Uh, but for the sake of asking via email, you can say something like this. You can say, hey, Patricia. I don't know why I came up with Patricia, but hey, Patricia, I'm actually spending the next couple months researching companies trying to decide my next career move and what companies I'm interested in. And I, I noticed that you're connected to Tim over at Google on LinkedIn. And I was wondering if you'd be willing to introduce me to, to Tim. And if, if you're willing, I'd be, I would love to make it easier on you by writing an intro up for you and you can, you can modify it. Uh, and that way it's, it's super easy on you. If, if you're not, not willing Totally okay, no worries. But if so, I'd very much appreciate it. Just let me know, yes or no, and and I'll send something right over. Thank you so much. And and that's it. It can be that simple of an email. Now let's break it down really quick as to why that works. First thing is you have to provide context. So it, it doesn't matter as much what you say here. What matters more is if that context helps them understand the reason you're asking for in the first place and helps lay out the next steps in the email. So in this case, the context, I said, Hey, Patricia, I'm spending the next couple of months researching companies trying to decide on my next career move. Right? So that's the context. And then after I've laid out that context, then that's where I can set up the request. You know, I was in my request is, Hey, I was wondering if you'd be willing to introduce me to Tim over at Google. And Again, I'm providing additional context here as to why I'm asking this specifically. I said, hey, I noticed you were connected with him on LinkedIn. So that's that's the request. And then I work to make sure that they understand that I'm not going to be asking a lot of them, which is also critical too. And I say, hey, if you're willing, I'd be willing to write the intro up for you really quick so you can you can modify it and make it even easier on you. And then it's really important that I give them an out. Really important that I give them an out. One, because it's just a nice thing to do as a human. And there might be a variety of reasons why they're not comfortable with it, right? So if I'm giving them an out, that's where I'm saying, hey, if not, no worries. But if so, I'd I'd really appreciate it. And then I'm making it super easy for them to just respond yes or no. Yes, I'd be willing to do that. That's fantastic. Okay. And if they say no, that's, that's totally okay. They might be connected to the other person on LinkedIn or in another way, but maybe they don't really know them that well, or maybe they're just not that comfortable with the intro. Either way, totally okay. Move on, find somebody else to introduce you to that same person. Uh, and you're going to get some no's from time to time. That's actually a hundred percent. Okay. It's really, it's part of the process as part of the program. And for some people you're going to take it personally. Try not to though. It's normal. And there might be reasons that, you know, are totally, totally human that they don't want to, or maybe they're just too busy. I mean, there might be, it depends on your relationship with them too and where you fall in there. Okay. But if they say yes, perfect. This is the point where you get to prepare an intro for them. And again, this is, this is a step that most people don't do. 
but it's something that I consider a must for every introduction that I request from somebody. If I'm going to ask you to do something for me, well, I'm going to make for damn sure that I am making it as easy on you as possible. Why wouldn't I do that? Like I'm asking you to do something and I want to make it more likely that you're able and capable of doing it because I know you've got your own things going on. You're probably pretty busy. And at that point, you know what? I realize that I need to make this super easy for you. I knew I was looking for something. I could tell you exactly what I didn't want, but I had a really hard time defining what I wanted. Tanya struggled with what she wanted in her career and her life. It really came down to my need to find a career in which I, A, could be proud of, B, could develop myself and grow more with. Career Change Bootcamp helped her realize what she really wanted, and she went to work on figuring it out. Because you're going to get so much more out of it based upon what you put into it. Tanya now had a plan to take action. It has brought me from a place of not knowing, a place of not being confident in being able to bring myself to others and to explain who and what I am. Having a great plan wasn't the only thing she gained from Career Change Bootcamp, though. Being able to present myself to my peers uh, and having that confidence to be able to do that in a manner that resonated. Congratulations to Tanya on finding work that she loves with her dream company, Wanderlust. If you also want to figure out what work fits you and find that fulfilling career that lights you up and gives you purpose, find out how Career Change Bootcamp can help you step by step. Go to happentoyourcareer.com and click on Career Change Bootcamp. Or Text my coach to 44222. Pause right now and we'll send over the application. Just text my coach to 44222. I can honestly say that I would not be where I'm at today without the HTYC crew. Writing an introduction actually serves a couple of purposes, though. It not only makes it easier on them to send it, but also it it's easier for most people to modify something that's there versus writing from scratch. And it also sets expectations as to what you want to uh, want to want to have sent. And that's really important, that setting expectations piece. So it's a way where you're not saying, hey, I I need to make I need you to make sure that you're actually asking da 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 da. It's instead putting that right in there and that creates expectations for what they're going to send, which then ultimately makes it more effective when they send the introduction in the first place. So I'll I'll share with you what some of those expectations are. Now, I should also say that even if they said there's no need to send over an example intro, do it anyway. Do it anyway. They might have good intentions to write their own, but they might not actually get it done. And then what what they thought was not going to be needed all of a sudden is needed and it's there and it's helpful. And you know what? If they don't use it, that's okay too. That's okay too. Okay, so you can send over send over that introduction and say, "Hey, here's the intro. Uh, I 100% okay if uh, if you don't want to use it, or feel free to modify anything that's in here. Uh, thank you so much for being willing to do this in the first place. I really appreciate it." And then the actual example, let me give you an actual example from an intro for somebody that we worked with. In fact, this is an intro that Audrey Romanolo 
used and and got from somebody uh, somebody else that was connected with uh, one of the companies that, that she was exploring at the time. Okay, so Audrey, by the way, you can hear her podcast on episode 207. If you go back to episode 207, you can hear her entire story and some of the things that she did too. But this is this is in just one example out of out of many. So again, I'll break it down and, and show you why some of these things work here. Okay, so this one says, "Hope you're doing well up there in Massachusetts. It's 75 and sunny here in Dallas, so I can't complain." I wanted to introduce you to Audrey Romanola. Audrey and I met through. Uh, a coach that we both work with. She's currently interested in in learning more about the roles available at Predictive Index in the home office in Boston. And she's really engaged and excited about the mission of helping companies realize the potential of, of their employees. I suggested that she talk to both of you based on your levels of influence and your respective roles. I would also suggest setting up a call in the next couple of weeks so that you can learn a little bit more about her and she can learn a bit more about your company. All the best connecting. Take care. Okay, so breaking that down really quick, you've got a initial basic greeting, right? And it's modified for the two people that are involved, right? You don't have to put that in there, but you you can when you're sending that over that suggested version. The most important part that you have in there is the the context. Hey, I wanted to I wanted to introduce you to yourself. <laughs> this is where your name here, right? Now, providing a little bit of context about how you know each other is also really relevant here. And then explaining the context in which she is interested in getting to know them or the the relevance. The other thing that you're inserting in here is something that is relevant to the other parties that you're being introduced to. Now, the more relevant it is, the more effective the introduction. So in this case, we've got, we actually have two, two people that don't know each other very well. Two people that don't know each other, Audrey and, and Tracy here, uh, who don't know each other very well, but it still ultimately resulted in setting up the introduction and then resulted in Audrey getting interviews with this company and and trying to determine whether or not it was a good fit and everything else along those lines. Again, you can hear more about that in, in Audrey's story back in, in 207, right? Okay, so that's where we've got she's currently interested. That relevant part to them is she's currently interested in learning more about the roles available at Predictive Index and the home office in Boston. She's really engaged and excited about the mission of helping companies realize the potential of their employees. And then um, I suggested that she talk to both of you based on your respective roles. So the relevance here is the roles that they happen to be involved in and why they would want to meet Audrey in the first place. Okay. Now the, the next piece is incredibly important where we make the suggested next step. And that suggested next step is important because very often people do whatever is suggested in the email. So I think it'd be a good idea for you to set up a call. And I mean, it could be, you can say something to the effect of, Hey, I think it'd be great if you two could set up a 15 minute call in the next, uh, next uh, week or so and learn a little bit more about each other. Or you can say, Hey, 
if it's in town. I think it'd be great if you two could meet up for coffee or schedule a call. But whatever you're putting in there is that suggested next step. And that sets the expectation for the person who is offering to make the introduction for you that they should have that suggested next step. And often they'll just go with what it is that you you have in there a lot of the times. So that's what is creating the permission then for you after the introduction is made to reach out and say, hey, I would love to schedule 15 minutes with you or I'd love to meet up with you for coffee. Yeah, I am happy to work around your schedule. Here's a couple of, of example dates. Let me know what would be best for you. Okay, so that's, that's how it can actually work really well. Now, here's the cool thing about this. The really cool thing about this is once you meet with them and go and have a conversation with them, you have a new set of people that you've built relationships with that can actually introduce you to other people. And then this becomes the gift that can keep on giving, right? Okay. Now (laughs) that makes it uh, a ton of fun. And sometimes, um, sometimes what happens here though, is you send over this stuff and the introduction never gets made. So what do you do then? How do you follow up? Well, I'm going to give you just a couple of quick follow-up tools so that you can make sure that you're actually getting, not not just making effective introductions, but actually getting the introductions in the first place. Half the battle is just getting them, right? Okay, so really easy, and I can't remember where I learned this from, to be quite honest with you, but it wasn't it wasn't mine, but I've loved it, and it stands out, and it's been very, very effective for not just not just reaching out in a job type situation or getting to know people situation, but also really effective for uh, our business building and business development and all kinds of things like that too. So it's worked in a lot of different capacities. Uh, First of all, I would give them about three to five days unless they have something else going on. And if they haven't made the introduction at that point in time, I would forward them, like reply to the email again, not forward, reply to the email again and simply say, hey, I know you're probably busy. I just wanted to float this to the top of your inbox. Really appreciate you being willing to make the introduction in the first place. Here's what happens, though. Um, A lot of people are afraid to follow up. But the reality is, like, we're all busy. We've all got a million things in our inbox and stuff happens, right? So the follow-up piece and you being willing to follow up is incredibly important because otherwise it might get lost in their inbox and they might never think about it again, but they already committed to you by saying, yes, I'd love to make that introduction for you. So that means that they want to do it. Some people get in their heads and, and think, wow, I don't know if they want to actually do the introduction. Maybe they just, maybe they just don't want to, maybe they change their minds or something like that, but they told you that they would. So unless they tell you differently, then you've got to assume that they really want to do it, but they've probably just got a bunch of other stuff on their plate and that's okay. Cause that's the way that we pretty much all operate. So you've got to follow up in the best, best way that I've found is to do something that is slightly a pattern interrupt, something that most people wouldn't say. So one example of that is what I mentioned earlier, the, Hey, I just wanted to float this to the top of your inbox pattern interrupt. And then they get that reminder, that little dose of reminder, which is helpful to them that, Hey, Oh, I just need to, I need to send this. And then maybe they're at that point where they wanted to write a big long email or something along those lines, introducing you. But now they're so glad that you just, sent them that, that template where they can just copy and paste done. They've sent it off. Perfect. Okay. 
Now, if you followed up 10 times, you might not get to 10 times, but if you followed up a, a bunch of times and they just never respond ever again, then you might might just give them give them a quick call and say, hey, I bet you are super busy. I was wondering if you were still willing, well, this is reaffirming the commitment, if you're still willing to make that introduction for me. Is there any way that I can make this even easier on you? I know you said yes back then, but if it if it's too big of a deal, feel free to tell me no. But otherwise, is there any other way that I can make this even easier on you? I would so appreciate it. I'm really interested in, and this is where you're reaffirming your reason too. I'm really interested in meeting Tim over at Google. Uh, what they do over there is super cool, and I'd love to be able to talk to him for reason A, reason B, reason C. Okay, that's that's it. That's how you do it. Really cool, right? And it's not that hard. This is possibly the the easiest way, easiest inroads to being able to get a job that you love, to being able to get in front of either people that can hire you or help you. Essentially, those decision makers or those folks that can help you get in front of those decision makers or folks that that maybe are in the jobs or companies that you want to learn more about. Thanks so much. We will have an entire guide on this and you can find everything, all of our examples that we talked about laid out into a blog post along with episode 209. Just go to happentoyourcareer.com slash 209. That's happentoyourcareer.com forward slash 209 and make sure that you see all the examples, save them, share them with friends and other people that need them and download all the other cool things that we have so that you can make effective introductions and get effective introductions and connect with anybody, any place, anywhere, anytime. Hey, thank you so much too for the folks that have already not not just gone over to the website, but taken it a step further and given us some feedback on Stitcher and iTunes. And we have another podcast review from somebody who's taking the time to give us five stars at iTunes. Thank you so much, by the way, because when you do this, when you take 30 seconds out of your day and give us some feedback, not only do we immensely appreciate it, but it helps so many more people find the show. That and hitting subscribe to the episode. So this one comes from Cara Fortier, and she says, thank you. Thanks for all the work you've been doing on this podcast and your blog. I'm starting a certificate program in January that I never imagined I'd have the nerve to do. And I love how your methodology kind of takes us through the back door and helps us pass the blocks we might have that makes us feel stuck and hopeless. Anyone who's open to guidance and thinking big for just a minute might rediscover dreams once discarded as unrealistic. Thanks for helping so many of us figure things out. No, thank you. Thank you for taking the time. Really very much appreciate that. And I would invite you to head on over and do the exact same thing. And let's get more people to work that they love doing. We have even more in store for you next week right here on Happen to Your Career. Take a listen for what's coming up. I had just moved back to the U.S. after spending about four years in West Africa where I was an aid worker. And I felt like I had had all these different experiences in my life and at that point. And I'd been an entrepreneur. I'd been work, working for myself. But there wasn't anything that kind of tied all that stuff together. And so that's what I, why I was discontented, why I was dissatisfied, and why I wanted to, to create a project. All right. All that and plenty more next week right here on Happen to Your Career. 
If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button so that our episodes show up in your sleep. And even more, share the share these episodes, pass this podcast on to somebody that needs it, somebody that needs the help. I so appreciate you listening. And guess what? It's going to make it easier to get you to work you love if more of the world accepts that that's a real possibility. All right. We'll see you all next time. Adios. I'm out. Thank you.